ScoreBig is the leading online marketplace for tickets to sports, concerts, theater, and family events. ScoreBig allows you to purchase last-minute tickets to sold-out events. Also, the latest on sales of popular artists, teams, and productions. They'll get you in. They safeguard your transaction with a 100% money-back guarantee under a secure checkout with interactive seat maps to guide your purchase. And whether it's an Atlanta Braves game, Metallica concert, or a WWE event, they've got you covered. Book your seats now at tinyurl.com slash p3events. That's tinyurl.com slash p3events. Welcome to P3 Radio. The monkey only dances as good as the guy grinding the organ handle. Give a listen. We're coming for you, baby. <laughs> that was my moment of I carried a watermelon. And uh, you're going to call me back tomorrow or whatever I do. <laughs> you better believe I took my turn a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> what? Cool story, bro. PG3 Radio. Nope. Here's your host, Josh Friday. Ladies and gentlemen, next up we have crying little blind children. Richard Mulliken. I don't know. Is this making any sense to anybody out there? It's showtime! It's showtime! It's showtime! Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to another episode of P3 Radio. I'm Richard Mulliken, joined by my co-host and best friend, Josh Brawley. Say hey, Josh. How's it going, Richard? Uh, your stomach is in knots, and I'm trying not to hurl, but we're here, my brother. Well, we are seconds away. Minutes, seconds, hours, however, we're not Whatever that far away. Whatever kind of measurements of yeah. time you prefer. To Millimeters, use. if you go with the metric system. We are, yeah, we are so close to calling into the Dr. Steve Weird Medicine Show on SiriusXM. This show will simulcast Saturday night. Well, it would be it would be this past Saturday night. You can hear it on demand on the SiriusXM app. But we're so excited! This opens us this opens us up to a national audience. Actually, gives us a different platform than we're used to. Now I know the internet goes everywhere, but we're talking about exposure and exposure to ears that have not heard the uh, verbiage and wordage of me and my. Uh, esteemed colleague here yeah if nothing else it also gives us this walk-up crowd that we aren't we, we're not used to we the, we you have to download our show so on sirius xm it's just whoever turns into 103 they only just have to have their radio tuned to that dial and they're going to hear us so we're we're nervous this is a big platform for us and we're about to call in we didn't want to tape this afterwards and be fake. We wanted you to hear the real emotion of what we were going through right before we <laughs> called in. So we were like three minutes away from calling in. We're going to do that now. You're going to hear that. Josh, how are you feeling? I'm, I'm nervous, man. But honestly, you know, like I said before when we were talking, I, I think we just need to be ourselves and, you know, forget about the rest because I think if you get too nervous, you kind of try to be something – or fumble around or just, you know, just take it like another interview, like we're interviewing uh, whoever. I mean, you know. Well, we've interviewed Dr. Steve before, and if you want to check that out, go back to our archives and find the Dr. Steve interview. But we're going to have that interview with our call-in to SiriusXM and our debut on SiriusXM. Channel 103. Right after this commercial break. When you go shopping for wine, do you look at the labels? Do you stare at the price and wonder if the wine is worth the expensive tag? Well, stop it, because Wine of the Month Club has you covered. Every month, Wine of the Month Club is going to send you two bottles of high-quality wine right to your front door. 
And what better way to say I'm thinking of you than a subscription to the original Wine of the Month Club for a friend or a sweetheart. Each month they'll be reminded of your thoughtfulness and will receive the monthly wine letter and newsletter binder. Recipes, wine knowledge, and great wine, and the opportunity to get more of their favorites is at hand. Give with confidence and joy knowing that you're a part of the original Wine of the Month Club. By the way, there are no dues, no fees, no hidden charges. Cancel any time with no obligation. Just pay no more than $23.96 plus shipping for two great bottles of wine. Go there now. Sign up by visiting our link, tinyurl.com p3wine. That's tinyurl.com p3wine. The Wine of the Month Club, the original wine club since 1972. Welcome back to more P3 Radio. Thank you for calling Weird Medicine. Welcome to the Weird Medicine call screening queue. <laughs> Clearly state your name and a brief topic you're calling about after the tone in 10 words or less, then press the pound key. This is Josh and Richard from P3 Radio. We were calling to talk to Dr. Steve. Thank you. I'm going to put you on hold. When you hear a beeping noise, you'll be on with us. Good luck and don't be a douchebag. <laughs> Just done by um, a group that maybe, you know, has a... Listen to that. It's gone. I don't hear. I never heard it. It's gone. It's completely gone. What in the hell? Okay, anyway. Now, now I have a very interesting mystery. Um, uh, so... It's got to be done by someone with uh, no pecuniary interest in this, uh, just purely scientific interest. And uh, it needs to be done with a larger group, obviously. But who cares? Who cares if your blood vessels are more supple? What I want to know is, is it going to make me live longer, live better? Will I have a better quality of life? I mean, you know, one of the other things that we don't like about stiff blood vessels is penile blood flow yeah. suffers you know erectile dysfunction is purely a blood flow issue right. so uh you know if if, if i'm going to die the same day taking this but i'll die with a big meaty erection i'll take it right. you know that's a positive benefit yeah. right um uh also uh will it prevent heart attack and stroke and stuff like that so that's what we want we, these intermediate endpoints are great. Lower, oh, this medication lowers your LDL, your low-density lipoprotein, your bad cholesterol. More but does that benefit? Does that translate to decreasing heart attack right. and stroke? In the case of statins, yes, it does. In the case of other drugs that do that, not so much. So we, uh, the intermediate endpoint is interesting, but we really want um, the, uh, the 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 real endpoint. Right. Is it going to somehow make me my life better? Okay. So anyway, so uh, we'll we'll stay on this. I, I will tell you, since I fall into the age group, hell, I got some. I went ahead and ordered it. <laughs> uh, this is uh, interesting enough data to me. I feel that it's it is reasonably safe. I've looked at some other uh, safety study. I'm not endorsing it. I'll just let you guys know. Okay. Well, I, I, I want to know. Yeah. Like, I mean, even at my age, would that benefit me? I don't know. Well, I mean, it'll make your brachial artery more subtle. Supple. Supple. Yeah. Who, who gives a shit? Yeah. Show me that that translates into something. But it is interesting. It, it seems to have a real effect. So... All right. We'll see. All right. Now, on um, 
line one, we have uh, Josh and Richard, who are uh, 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 they're podcasters, and they have a podcast. They do some wrestling stuff and some other things. I've been and uh, they want to call in and ask a couple of questions of, uh, about some stuff. You guys introduce yourselves uh, because I forgot your, I forgot your my one sheet on you, <laughs> and so I did the best I could. Oh, that's fine. But, yeah. I, and I, I will say that we just came in halfway through that commercials, or not the commercial, but the, the talk you were doing there. We could all hope yeah. to die with a media erection, right? That's Of course. <laughs> a big, a big that's purple, a pulsating, sweating, you know, erection that can't, a, a cat can't scratch. A yeah. very that's what defined I want. vein. Yeah, we want them to have problems closing the casket. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Hey, what's going on, Dr. Steve? This is Josh and Richard. We are from P3 Radio. We had you on a couple months back, and it was great, man. Uh, We just wanted to call in and talk with you, and this was the best way to get a hold of you was just to call into the show. So uh, we have a couple of wrestling questions, and we have a couple of non-wrestling questions. Absolutely. Well, let's do it. We have 32 minutes. Yes. (laughs) Well, I tell you what, we have... we both watched the Andre the Giant documentary. So we got a couple okay. of questions about that, and we know you go back with Andre. You saw him a couple times when yep. you were doing TV. Uh, we had a couple of questions about his condition. Well, okay. acromeglia was what they said in the documentary was his condition. I mean, what exactly is that? Uh, okay, he didn't just have acromegaly, though. So let's go back to the beginning. First, I'll, I'll, let me just refresh my listeners uh, memory about my uh, my the time when my life crossed with Andre the Giants I was doing uh, camera and audio engineering for a TV channel in Raleigh North Carolina uh, WRAL TV and we did mid-Atlantic championship wrestling and wide world of wrestling for the Crockett brothers and every Wednesday we would set up and uh, periodically we would have different people come through that we would just contract to come through so that Greg Valentine could beat their ass. Basically, that's what it was. Or, or Ms. Mr. Wrestling Tim Woods or somebody. And uh, one week we had Andre the Giant, and I had heard he was coming. And uh, I walk into the studio. Now, the studio had a door. I mean, the door going into the studio was at least 20 feet high, if I, as I remember. It was a gigantic, big sort of blast door. And it had a little door in it, and I walked in, and I see Andre the Giant, and he was so huge that your brain couldn't quite wrap, because you're used to seeing people normal size. You know, you normal, you see a face, you know, if you see two dots and a and a little squiggle, you can you see that as a face, right? Our 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 brains are tuned into seeing faces and recognizing people, and. And he was so out of the realm of my experience that I, I, I almost couldn't take it in for a second. I just did a double take. He was so massively gigantic, leaning up against the wall, right? Yeah. And you say, well, he was only two feet taller than you. Well, two feet taller in a human being is, is just, it, it's huge. Right. It's huge. Well, anyway, so uh, Andre didn't just have acromegaly, though, because uh, like the guy on um, uh, uh, the Jeffersons, that was the moving on up to the east side, right? Oh, yeah. Remember, they had the, yeah. the English guy that lived next door to them or whatever. And Bentley. Yeah. Oh, is that his name, Bentley? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> but he had acromegaly, but he wasn't a giant, no. right? Uh, acromegaly is um, the production of growth hormone in an adult 
that and what that'll cause is uh, enlargement of the hands, enlargement of the jaw, deepening of the voice, uh, causes high blood pressure, sweating, stuff like that. And th- the reason it does that is because the growth plates are closed in an adult. So that if you get a, um, uh, a, a tumor in your pituitary, they're usually benign, called a pituitary adenoma that produces human growth hormone as an adult, and your growth plates are closed, the only things that can grow are, you know, these, these areas, hands, feet, jaw. So they'll look like, they'll all look like Richard Keel, uh, who was Jaws in the um, James Bond movies, or he'll look like that Bentley guy. Yeah. That was his name. And Andre had some of that, but he was also a giant. So he had um, another syndrome called gigantism, which is production of human growth hormone while the growth plates are still open. So he had a congenital increase in human growth hormone. He didn't develop a pituitary adenoma later in life. He had it his whole life. So if you have it your whole life and you don't do anything about it, you'll be a giant. And then after your growth plates close after um, puberty, if you still don't do something about it, then you'll get acromegaly on top of it. Oh, wow. So I'll just address the elephant in the room. Does it affect his dick size like they alluded to in the documentary? <laughs> and if so, I mean, how much are we talking? Like, could he fish with it in a pinch or, I mean? Yeah, I you know, the interesting thing is human growth hormone really has more to do with bones. It has some to do with muscles and stuff. Not so much to do with genitalia. Now, if, <laughs> if however, he was producing testosterone as well because the pituitary produces um, follicle-stimulating hormone and luteinizing hormone, which are both involved in sexual development. If he was producing those at the same time, then he may have had some uh, enlargement of his penis uh, and uh, testicles and scrotum. But um, I I am not aware of uh, an increase in human growth hormone causing an enlarged uh, penis uh, or scrotum or testicles. So I'm just not aware of that. So I should and stop I injecting look- it right now, right? <laughs> oh, I'm just, yeah, I'm not aware of it. And I didn't have the opportunity to see his, his, his genitalia either. So I can't speak to that. Well, you know, what um, I want to know about, you know, everybody wants to know about how big Andre's dick was, basically. Uh, and I'm sorry, really? there's a lady presence. Yeah. Does everybody want to know that? Because I've, I've, it, it, it's been 40 years since I've crossed paths with Andre the Giant. Never once thought about how big his dick was. Oh, you Not wouldn't more. sneak a peek if y'all were in the locker room together. Come on. Oh, if we were in the locker room, of course. Well, that's <laughs> probably ask. Thank you for being honest. <laughs> of course. He's but, probably average. But I have not uh, literally. God's honest truth. Never wondered about that until you just mentioned it just now. <laughs> I just imagine he beat robbers to death with it. I, I just that's I'd like for that to be true, but you know the just question. Rap, rap, like, yeah, kind of like Jake the Snake. He had that python thing that would tighten up around his victims. You know, I just imagine that would be Andre's finishing hold. Just taking it and wrapping it around it, just recoils around someone's throat. But. Yeah, but no. People, that would be kind of fun. <laughs> but um, what my question would be: everybody wants to talk about that. I want to know: does it have any? Did it have any effect his condition on the size of his loads? I mean, what, uh, would it be proportionate? Would it be yeah. like a BB rolling out of a cannon? Would it be like an elephant soaking a trainer at the zoo? <laughs> what are we looking at here? Would it? Would it be proportionate or? 
I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, semen is uh, produced in the prostate gland and in the seminal vesicles. The testicles only produce 2%. You know, sperm is only 2%. So if you get a vasectomy, you, it will be an imperceptible change. So, uh, again, human growth hormone, to my knowledge, doesn't affect – it would have to affect the size of the prostate and the size of the seminal vesicles because when they're full, there's no more fluid is, is uh, made. So you can optimize the amount of semen you produce by um, uh, drinking plenty of fluids and abstaining from sex for a little while. Or uh, uh, some, some people have posited that arginine might help. There is one study that shows a little uh, that uh, chronic use of sildenafil, the active ingredient in Viagra, will increase, increase the size of the loads by 25%. But uh, anatomically, he should have been normal in that regard. I don't see that his loads would have been any bigger. You feel like, well, he should have just been huge everywhere. Right. You know, the, uh, his, his colon would have been gigantic um, just because it has to be. It's got to, it's got to meet at both ends. You know, with GI yeah. tract, it starts in your mouth and it's a tube that goes, it's circuitous, but it has to end in your asshole, right? <laughs> right. And so if you grow huge, it has to grow with you. That's the best uh, pickup line ever, that, by the way. That sounds like right. the best pickup line ever. It has to end in your asshole. <laughs> but the the, um, the things that aren't involved in that don't necessarily grow along with you. So right. Well, you, that would suck to be that big and just be... Well, if, that, look, you know. here's the thing. If you're two feet taller than me and you still have an eight-inch penis like me, that's still fine. <laughs> you know, what, what more do you need? <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Now, contrary to what guys think, big is not always great. Hmm. I would say you do. Yeah, I mean, too big is too big. Well, okay. Here's the thing. Okay, if you have a ten inch dick and it's an inch around, yeah. no, that would just be. Stupid. I don't need anything banging on my cervix. I'm just saying. Yeah, that would just be stupid. I'm just know, that shit hurts. Girth is good. Yeah. Girth. Is you got good. if you got girth and and you're a little shorter, that's good. And you can enhance your girth artificially. There are some people that uh, have gone to other countries to get filler. Uh, injected into their penis to give to rib their shaft for her pleasure, or you oh. can just buy. I was at the sex store the other day getting some lube, <laughs> and uh, oh, the woman in there, oh my god, she was so fed up with everybody. Too. You, <laughs> you know, get a tick, they, they can you imagine extension? working in there? No, but I saw that they had extenders, girth extenders, yeah. and, and length extenders. Yeah, she was like, uh, no, that's the wrong stuff, and, and that's. That's warming gel. That's it's like they all look the same. Well, sir, we've always had the same ones here. It's like, oh, Jesus Christ. Well, I don't know. Enlighten me. Anyway, yeah, she wasn't fun. I need to go out there and work. Well, one, well, of, the, I think one, one of the down points of the documentary was, you know. Yeah. The, just sorry. There's a delay here. <laughs> okay. There's like a big delay. That's right. no, I, know. I, yeah. I got it. It's okay. One of the down points of the documentary was, you know, the fact like, they kind of alluded that he could have had, you know, medical intervention that maybe would have prolonged his life, and he just kind of flat out refused. Yeah, you know? and there's another wrestler known as the Big Show who had uh, the same thing. He had a tumor pressing on his pituitary gland, and he had it removed when he was younger. the The question yeah. there was, when they found out that he could have this surgery to have that tumor removed, would that have prolonged his life, or was he too far gone by the time? that they found that out, that this couldn't have saved him. 
Well, that's a that's an awesome question, and the the problem is 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 circulatory for the most part. Is these folks, um, you know, are so big that the their heart and uh, their circulatory system can't support them on and on, and so uh, very often they'll get congestive heart failure or they'll have a heart attack or something like that. Um, he was also very large man yeah. uh, as far as his body habitus was concerned. So I would assume that he had sleep apnea, yeah. probably also went untreated. And when you have sleep apnea that goes untreated, if it's severe enough, you can get right heart failure as well because the lungs, uh, when the, when there's not enough oxygen in the lungs, the vessels in the lungs start to shut down and it increases the pressure that you have to uh, attain to get blood to flow through them and you get this right heart failure so uh, it may have been at that point that he was too far gone. Right. There are um, medications that you can give people for um, uh, uh, for uh, it increased growth hormone if you can diagnose it soon enough. There's this thing called uh, pigvisimod or somavert. And it's a growth hormone antagonist. It just blocks the effects of growth hormone on the body tissues. It doesn't yeah. stop it from being produced. just stops the effect of it. And there are other things like uh, dopamine agonists. Uh, we use those. Uh, Parladel, we use that to have women stop uh, lactating, like if they don't want to breastfeed. Okay. You give them Parladel, and it'll, uh, 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 it's just a pill that they take. So if they had caught him early enough, and he was where, – where, he had sort of a Russian-sounding real name, right? Where was he born, in Bulgaria he was, or something he was like born that? In, he was born in France. His name was Rusinov, uh, Andre yeah. Rusinov. Like a French country okay, but his boy. Parents yeah. were, his parents were like Bulgarian and Polish, I think. And right. um, it it just may be at the time, you know, they didn't when uh, when he was growing up, they didn't have the technology to 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 do that surgery. You know, it's, it's micro surgery in the bottom part of the brain. It's not uh, an easy thing to do. Right. And uh, if they had caught it early enough, they may have been able to do something. Yeah. But obviously, they didn't. So yeah. and then. At the time when they offered it to him and he refused, I, I got to be honest with you, I don't know if it would have helped him or not. Right. Well, much to the chagrin of our audience, because we're, we're, we're recording this for our show, P3 Radio, which you can pick up on SoundCloud, iTunes, or wherever you find your podcasts. Um, there you go. <laughs> we, we actually started talking about lawyer commercials and all these lawyer commercials. And one that keeps coming up is this one for people suffering side effects for the drug Risperdal. Um, okay. Have yeah. you heard anything about Risperdal? And um, you know, is this one of those drugs that you know that was really big and that it just started having some side effects, or you know, what was the what was the cause for the side effects? Yeah. Uh, okay. So it's Risperdal with a oh. D, and it's uh, Speridone. It was it is um, one of the first, if not the first, of the sort of new class of antipsychotic medications. We used to have. Melaril and haloperidol and all this stuff for psychosis. And then uh, uh, these new ones came out that had fewer adverse effects, or at least so they thought in the beginning. And um, you could uh, give Risperdal in a shot, and if, if you had somebody that wasn't taking their medication, you could give it to a shot once a month, which was great. You could keep people under control because when I was doing psych in medical school, the biggest problem was people would go home from the psych unit and they just wouldn't take their meds and they'd come right back. So this was pretty cool stuff. Uh, Then they found that these atypical antipsychotics could also be used in severe depression and stuff like that and 
So you have the Zyprexas and uh, things like that that are being used for, uh, and Seroquel being used for sleep and depression. Sometimes some of those indications are off-label. But anyway, the thing with the Risperdal, if I've got it right, is it was causing uh, uh, man boobs. Yep. (laughs) A.K.A. gynecomastia. And uh, this one is, uh, it's a real effect. And I just have to tell you, there's this play. Okay, so these drugs work on dopamine in the brain, right? And uh, there is this place called the tubero-infundibular tract of the hypothalamus. There won't be a a quiz on that, but it's deep in the brain. And what what this Risperdal does is it increases um, uh, prolactin. Uh, because there is um, inhibition of prolactin release in that area of the pituitary that is right under this hypothalamus, okay? So when you hit these, uh, this area of the brain with this drug, it actually causes a disinhibition. In other words, um, there, there's a, a circuit in there that stops you from producing prolactin. Now all of a sudden the prolactin comes out. Prolactin, you get a hyperprolactinemia. In other words, increased prolactin levels in the bloodstream. And what does prolactin cause in men? Tits. Yes. <laughs> so, and it's not that. It's actual breast tissue. Titties. Yeah, they are. And uh, they, have, they often, if uh, once they form, you can't get rid of them by just removing the medication. They can be permanent, and then you have to have uh, surgery to have them removed. God, so. that, that has to be embarrassing. Uh, uh, it, yeah, it well, yes, it can be. Absolutely. Uh there are a lot of guys that uh otherwise are in really great shape, but they've got you know, they've got floppy boobs instead of having well defined pecs. They've you know, got they, all this they, a lot of people have said like in uh recent WWE stuff that uh a lot of the guys are you know, certain guys that are on top right now may be suffering from gyno, but you know, that's just rumor. Yeah. Yeah, without saying, and I don't know anything about anybody's condition. Right. But if you take, let's say, for example, if you take uh, testosterone to excess, one of the things that the body can do with that testosterone, besides building up muscle quicker and and, uh, causing adverse cardiovascular effects (laughs) and causing zits and stuff, is that it can, if there's so much in your body, it can be converted to estrogen, which then can turn around and cause man boobs as well. So you have to be very careful with that. There are guys that, you know, who are really relatively savvy scientifically that have found a way to get around that and without, you know, making a big deal out of it. But there's another medication that you can take to kind of block that effect. Interestingly that now there's men have less testosterone than before. uh, Oh, okay. Um, What you may be thinking about is there's been a, a 50 fold or a 50 uh, percent decrease in sperm count yeah, okay. over okay. the last couple of decades and they're not 100 percent sure where that's coming hmm, from which may lead us into your next question because i know you're going to ask me about aspartame <laughs> you know <laughs> is that got something to do with it and i think the answer on that one is no but uh they're not really sure where that's happening now, the good news is every time you that you uh bust a nut uh, there's like 200 or you know 250 million sperm in those five mLs of semen on average, three to five mLs, and if you decrease that by 50 percent, it's still 120 million, or the the number may be 120 million now at 60 million. You only need one, so yeah, there's tons like and tons of redundancy in that system. 
But it is a little unnerving that the sperm count has decreased that much on average in men in this country over that small period of time. We need to figure out what's causing that. Did you all see that movie Children of Men where everybody came infertile? I've never seen that one. It's a great damn movie. It's uh, that uh, uh, Alfonso Cuaron guy that did Gravity, if I remember correctly. Mm -hmm. He's a really smart um, director. And uh, it's very well done. It's got a great soundtrack. And it's got some really cool action scenes, although it's a thinking person sort of science fiction film. But that's what it's about, is the the youngest person on Earth is like 16. And dies. And dies, that's right. And then there's this big... Uh, they, you know, the youngest person on earth is a celebrity, but they'll kill him so that the next person who's now 17 could be the youngest right. person on earth. And then, uh, at some point somebody shows up that's pregnant. Yes. And so it's really yeah, an interesting. Thanks. Anyway. Thanks for saving it for me. I mean, I guess. Yeah. Well, no, I didn't really ruin anything. That's, that's the premise of the film. So. Yeah. Well, you, you know, since there's a precedent set with the whole gyno kid, yeah, I was a fat kid. Can I sue Totino's and little Debbie now or? How does that work? Because <laughs> it's because you're fat. Have yeah, fat no, I, I was a solid C cup for like up until high school. So they got to be like, yeah. they have to be. Yep. Well, moving on to another well, topic. Unless, yep. This is your show, Dr. Steve. Oh, no, I was going to say, I mean, you know, there have been uh, states that have sued the tobacco industry mm-hmm. for right. cancer related deaths because it costs them money. You know, <laughs> if you end up uh, having lung cancer, you lose your job a lot of times because you got to take chemo and you end up on Medicaid and the states end up paying for it and they sued the tobacco industry and a couple of states won. And um, uh, so, you know, could a state say, hey, fast food people, uh, we're going to blame you for type two diabetes. Well, they really need to. That, who they really need to sue is the USDA because they're the ones that came up with this food pyramid that said we should be getting all of our calories from carbohydrates, right. and wow. uh, that was really done uh, for political reasons uh, to sell more grain in the United States. Wow. And uh, you know, if, if you look at video of people in a crowd before the USDA came out with that original food pyramid, you'll see that there's a lot less obesity in the crowd than there mm. is today. So kind of interesting, but anyway, well, speaking um, of the so f- could they sue them? I don't know. Who are you going to sue? You're going <laughs> to sue every, you know, you go to it, like in our town, we've got this strip and it's nothing but fast food places. Exactly. But, well, um, but anyway, well, I mean, I had two black guys for a long time from jumping jacks. So that's all I'm saying. But, Moving on from the food pyramid, we had another we had another question. Uh, wow. Are you belt sending? What's going on over there? Home no, we were that's we were booing. The crowd was booing you. Oh, it probably yeah. sounds. <laughs> I'm used to it by now. I, I've been married for like 14 years, so I'm used to being booed, especially in the bedroom. Anyways, um, speaking of the. <laughs> Speaking of the food pyramid, we're from the South, yeah. so broke lower middle class area, um, Tennessee. Okay. We're from Tennessee, so uh, we've heard yep. all these stories uh, from family and friends of all the things they used to eat back in the day. Now, you'd have sure. your more common stuff like deer, rabbits, and squirrel, etc., but then you get into the more exotic stuff like pork brains and possums and... Fucking uh, raccoons. Yep. raccoons. My dad even told me a story one time about eating a beaver once, but, you but know... That, that might have been a euphemism, but uh, anyways... <laughs> we talked about a guy that was in our neighborhood, 
And he was actually, you know, in the late 50s, early 60s, he was trapping, killing, and cooking blackbirds. Now, I mean, he would make blackbird pie, but... Yeah, now the question uh, would be, what could come from something like that? Is that safe? Is 160 degrees going to kill the rabies? Or, you know, what, what could come from a blackbird diet? Wow, well, that's interesting. So, um, it's any game can carry diseases because uh, it, it's tough enough keeping our raised in farm food supply safe. And even even with correct handling, most of the chicken, the raw chicken that's out there has salmonella on the surface. That's just part of it. Yeah, but it is. So that's why you have to have excellent food handling techniques. If you are dealing with raw chicken, you've got to wash your hands, you've got to wash your t- utensils. If it hits uh, a surface that's got to be washed, and uh, like if you're going to sous vide it, I've seen people where they screw up and they'll pick it up with their fingers and put it in the sous vide. Sous vide is where you put uh, food in a vacuum bag and then immerse it in uh, circulating warm water. And um, uh, and they'll screw up because they'll put it in the bag and then they'll seal the bag with their fingers. Mm. And now they've got salmonella on the outside and it never gets up to the right temperature. And when they open the bag, the stuff inside may be safe, but the the outside of the bag isn't. Right. So you've got to be really careful with this stuff. It's the same thing like Blackbird, you know, if they're not carrying avian influenza Mm -hmm. and it's cooked properly and handled correctly, it's going to be relatively safe. Now, there are parasites and stuff. Uh, If you shoot a deer, uh, they can have have parasitic disease or if you gut shot it and um, the intestinal contents, you know, contaminate the meat, again, can still be consumed if it's if it's handled properly, you got to cut out those sections right. and then you got to make sure you just cook the shit out of it and don't be eating blackbird tartare. Right. <laughs> you know, we don't want to eat that. Uh, it's just got to be cooked properly. Um, the uh, rabbits, handling dead rabbits in the summertime uh, puts you at risk for rabbit fever, uh, aka tularemia. And all of your country folk that you talk to all know that you don't uh, eat rabbits during uh, the summer months. Uh, because of that, because they'll get rabbit fever. And they didn't know what tularemia was until it was identified, mm. but they knew not to do it. Um, and, it, you know, people eat roadkill. Ah, uh, no. And, um, uh, you know, roadkill, if you if you run over a deer, that's one thing, but people will pick up dead possums and stuff and <laughs> eat it. And, uh, yeah, there's uh, the, any disease that you would get from something like that is called a zoonosis. Uh, and uh, zoonosis is just a disease that's transmitted from animal to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and you can get them from pets. I mean, there are zoonoses yeah, you, you can anywhere. get from pets and stuff like that. See, so. my thing, I grew up with chitlins, and I hate chitlins. Oh, Chitlins, yeah. excuse uh, me. We say chitlins. No, chitlins. chitlins. I, like I love chit- chitlins until I found out whenever I was 10 years old what exactly chitlins were, and that I didn't love chitlins anymore. I used to eat it with ketchup. It was awesome. Fried chitlins, I loved it. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, okay, so let's talk about chitlins for a second. So, <laughs> my understanding it is is that it's like the uh, pork duodenum, is that right? Yeah, pretty do, much. Do you know what they are? You yeah. don't even know what they are. Yeah, there's the intestines of a pig. Yeah, okay, but it's not like the large intestines. It's not where shit is because there's no shit in the small intestine. Well, you know, there's... 
I've seen people clean them, and it's attached to the anus. So, oh, are you serious? I'm serious. Yep. Shit. <laughs> Having uncles tell me, you gotta get all the shit out of there or it'll make you sick. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, I had a friend that uh, went to the Philippines and uh, they, she was um, a medical student there. And in her honor, they threw a barbecue. And one of the things that they did was that they would force feed pigs corn. And then uh, uh, they, when they slaughtered them, they would take the intestine that was now full of tasty pre-digested corn and they would tie it off and they'd throw it in the fire and then they would, they would cook it. And then they gave that to her. That, that was like a delicacy. Yeah, it was, it was okay. considered extremely rude if she didn't eat yeah, it. Well, you know, I'm Southern and all, but I do not do neck bones. I don't do chitlins. I don't do pig feet and I don't do the tongue. I don't do none of that. The it's tongue is nasty. I am totally tongue, with tongue. you. Like you would think, it's got that sort of sandpaper yeah, just, surface mm, on it, mm, and then you see these mm, big giant papillae, just like we have. Yeah. You know, in the back. If you look in the back of your throat, people go, "Oh, I got a, I got cysts on the back of my throat." No, it's, it's giant papillae in the back of your tongue. You, everyone, <laughs> right now listening, can see these. <laughs> and when you see that on a big old beef tongue, that is just it is pretty damn nasty. <laughs> now. Um, what what was the other thing that you said? That, oh, neck bones. Neck okay, bones. Yeah, and, yeah, and gizzards. And yeah, stuff. I don't. I don't do. I just don't. Have you ever seen what's in souse meat? Yeah, oh, and I oh. don't. So, so, so souse meat for your listeners and ours that don't know what the hell souse meat is. <laughs> uh, pick ours up no. a pack of it. Ours used to say we used to have a, a brand of souse meat, and it would say pork lips, pork snouts, pork tails, pork feet. And it's and it's just suspended in gelatin. It's just like they flake off yeah. as much meat as they can from these places, and uh, and suspended in gelatin. And one time I picked up a pack of this stuff to show somebody, and there was a circular piece of meat in there with two holes in it. Right? It was a perfect cross section of a pig's nose. Oh, just oh God! <laughs> And the gelatin is horrendous. Yeah. So I've never had the balls. Now you can eat pork rinds, you know. Oh, pork rinds are all right. No, they were good, but They're yeah. Just crispy. I just, but anyway. I can't. So, so anyway, so just cook your food. And uh, I would avoid eating uh, uh, roadkill. And I would not eat animals that were prone to rabies just because, um, you know, if you accidentally, you know, got in touch with uh, saliva of a squirrel that was rabid, then there's, a you know, a non-zero potential that you could get rabies from it. So. You know, you just might not want to now, now, if you cook it, but to your question, if you cook it, it'll denature the rabies virus, but you got to really cook it. Okay. Burn it. So, All right? Yeah, so don't eat my squirrel medium rare, is what you're saying, basically. No, 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 no. <laughs> Matter of fact, I'm, I'm not even eating beef medium rare anymore. I, and, you know, pork in this country is safe to eat uh, when it's still pink. It is now. Yes, they've They've eliminated the trichinosis from the food supply, and they tell me that can't. it's safe, but I'm not doing mm-hmm. it. I can't eat pork. It's got to be cooked all the way through. Because I'm I, prone to high I'm a well-done man, way. all the way. I'm with you. I'm a medium well is fine with me, but it's, yeah, i got to at least well. have that. Yeah. Well, I'm going anyway. to die with a stomach virus caused from red meat that's undercooked and a raging erection. That's the way I look to go out. <laughs> not a bad way to go. Yeah. Not I mean, a bad way. <laughs> so we got a minute fifty. What can what can we do for you guys, or are we done? All right. So uh, I tell you what, uh, we will ask this one last question. We will skip over the aspartame and maybe a future okay. call. 
three years ago, Daniel Bryan, a wrestler uh, who is now in the WWE, had to retire because of a CTE concussion problem. Uh, doctors just recently cleared him to compete after three years. Does the brain mm. heal and reverse the damage like this? Is this an extreme rare case? Or do we not know enough about CTE yet to make that call? How does the brain heal? Well, that's a tough um, okay, so what we do know is that if you uh, have a concussion and you go right back in and play again like they used to do, you know, get back in there, get on, <laughs> get on your feet, like, uh, that that increased the risk of having a lo- of having long term damage. So having people out for a period of time, whether it's a week or two weeks, uh, after they have symptoms. So if they're still dizzy, they got to wait till the dizziness goes away, and then they've got to wait a period beyond that. Uh, it seems to decrease the risk. So it just, uh, I would have to know what his MRI showed and all of those things to know. But yes, the longer you go, the more likely it is that you can go back. Uh, to, and it all, you know, I would only do that under the, um, um, under the care of a neurologist that was specialty trained in uh, chronic uh, traumatic encephalopathy yeah. and uh, and uh, concussions. Anyway, listen, we got to go. Got 17 seconds. Thanks uh, to our boys from the P3 podcast. Thanks, Thanks to uh, a, a night nurse, Evie. Go to our website at drsteve.com. Until next time, check your stupid nuts for lumps, quit smoking, get off your asses, and get some exercise. We'll see you in one week for the next edition of Weird Medicine. All right every week if you just ask interesting questions yeah. every week. You know? oh, don't tell us that. We'll do this. I mean, we will sit around and come up with questions for you all day long. I've got enough vacation yeah. time built up at work. I yeah. can be here at 2 p.m. every week. The, it's up to you. The movie, the movie <laughs> Home Alone will get us through three weeks all together. <laughs> well, my other favorite guys to have on the show asking questions are these guys from a, a podcast called a DC On Screen. And they're both really smart guys, and they're DC comics, uh, comic movie geeks. And uh, they love to ask questions like, well, could Batman really uh, heal his back after being uh, uh, having chiropractic treatment in that pit in uh, uh, Dark Knight Rises and stuff like that? And I love stuff like that. You know, because I, I, first off, I don't have to worry that I'm telling somebody something that's going to kill them. Right. And so I don't have to my words so carefully and it's just interesting to me you know i love that so i'm as big a geek as as you guys are or they are you know yes you are (laughs) well i'll say this our highest rated podcast now we we don't get the numbers from itunes soundcloud gives us numbers right no soundcloud gives us numbers (laughs) and our highest rated soundcloud segment is yours actually from a couple of months back um, well, again, not saying much, but um, where where do you guys host? Because your your podcast host should be giving you statistics on iTunes. Yeah, it's it's because SoundCloud. ITunes, oh, okay. Well, you're getting iTunes data. You just don't realize it. Oh, don't say you, that. You're aware of that, I'm sure, as <laughs> iTunes is just a conduit. When people click on that, they go to your RSS feed and yank that thing. So, And that should tick off an, another listen for uh, uh, on your uh, hosting service. As a matter of fact, if you drill down in your data, it should it should tell you that so much of this is coming from uh, iTunes, so much of this is coming from Stitcher and all that kind of stuff. Oh, nice. yeah. So Stitcher like uses, wrestling, you just need to get with the old veteran and them tell you what the deal is. You know, yeah. same deal with podcasting. So, so what I you're guess. so what you're basically telling me is we're doing very poorly. 
<laughs> oh, no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not saying that at all. But SoundCloud has not given us great results, Dr. Steve. You're, <laughs> I'm looking for you to tell me that this is normal. Like, I'm coming into your office, and I'm saying, all right, here's the lump on my penis. Tell me that this is okay. Is tell me it's benign. Totally yes. benign. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> But it's SoundCloud because if you if you're using SoundCloud, that may be part of the the mm-hmm. thing. They they may not be giving you robust statistics. See, we we use a hosting service called Libsyn, and it's cheap, and you get really good statistics. They'll tell you exactly where your listeners are are residing. We have a group of some some listeners in some country in Africa, which is really I I, I don't I don't know where they heard of us, but you know somebody <laughs> hears something and then they turn somebody else on, yeah. you know, to something. And then uh, it's mostly U.S. and Canada, but we've got a few scattering uh, places on the map that, that surprise me, you know, uh, nice. reasonably heard in Australia, which is also kind of interesting, mm-hmm. you know, big but anyway. Japan, yeah. you know, some of those locations are probably just hoping that you cover malaria. <laughs> They're just like, please let him talk about malaria today. <laughs> oh, all they got to do is ask. Hell, I'll talk about anything. <laughs> well, I but, will uh, say this just so our podcasters know, because you're, now you're on our show, so we can talk more. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah. uh, uh, you know, here's the thing about Dr. Steve. We have two voicemails that we will keep forever because Dr. Steve was supposed to call into our show like a couple of weeks back and something was wrong with our phone lines, which we're an upstart podcast and everything. Kudos to Dr. Steve for calling in anyways, but he called in like four times and left us two voicemails and both of them were so complimentary like, hey, dumbasses, it's three o'clock. And the second one was like, Hey, if y'all want to reschedule, I'm totally cool. I'm like, what guy with a national radio show and that that has his, a shitty net? Radio no, radio. come on, you're being too hard on yourself. It's it's subpar by, at best. But no, what <laughs> what guy with a national radio show and a doctorate is going to is going to call in and be like, hey, those nine people that listen to you are going to be so disappointed if I don't if I'm not there. But dude. It honestly means the world to us that you're giving us a well, platform. Thanks. And like like I said, I wrestled, I wrestled for 12 years. I never wrestled in front of the crowd you just gave us, and that is awesome to us. So if there's anything we can do on the West Tennessee side, which is not much, but if there's anything we could ever do, please let us know because this means the world to us. Yeah, well, no, you already did. I mean, seriously, you made uh, our show this week so easy. I you know I just had, this was one where Evie and I just got to have fun and we didn't really have to work yeah. so that was awesome. Anytime you can do that for us, that's that's great. That's that all I'm awesome. gonna do. Well, hopefully we were entertaining, and hopefully you know we'll come back on and ask a few questions and not monopolize your time so much. But man, I want to say Evie, nice to meet you vocally. This is Richard and Josh. Hi, Josh, how are you doing, Evie? And and it's, sorry for. Sorry for the crude language. We were raised Southern, so it was very hard to say Andre's dick size in front of the presence of a woman. Just so you know, my mom would beat the shit out of me if she knew I said that. I had a couple of coffee can size jokes, but I I just refrained. We held back. Fine, she's cool. She's cool. She wouldn't be on the show. Oh no, I might surprise. And you would like to meet her too. And by meet, I mean M E A T. If you can, oh, I can't boo you. I don't have my soundboard. (laughs) I'll I'll boo. 
All right, boys. We gotta go. Thank you so much. Dr. Steve, I appreciate it. Listen to Weird Medicine Saturdays at seven PM Central Time, eight PM Eastern Time on Sirius XM one oh three. Doctor Steve, thank you for being a part of this show and Evie, thank you for being a part of this show. Thank you for all right, take care. Thank you all. Bye bye. Bye bye. So that was pretty awesome. (laughs) Everything about that was really cool. So Oh my I don't. God. I don't think we need to say anything else, right? Uh, I'm good, man. I, I think we 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 did what we needed to do. We we made impressions where we needed to make them. We were, you know, we did what we had to do. I feel so, really good about it. So we'll do this. The sound of that song means that we've reached the end of today's podcast. We'd like to thank Doctor Steve for letting us be a part of his show. And for coming on our show and simulcasting, sort of. And for introducing us to Evie. Yeah, Evie was awesome. Evie's totally cool. So if you want to follow us on Twitter, Josh, how do they get there? That is P3Radio1. What about Facebook? That will be Pop Poncho. Search Pop Poncho, you will find us. And if you want to give us a call at 731-300-6675-731-300-MORT. Well, for Josh Brawley, this is Richard Mulliken saying thanks once again for joining us for P3 Radio, and good night.